The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, October 24th, 2022, season 18, episode number 57. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys, and we are talking about the Cowboys when they beat the Detroit Lions 24-6, and uh, it was a game that was pretty tight. The score doesn't, I don't think, necessarily uh, reflect just how tight the game was throughout most of the game, but Cowboys do pull away at the end. Uh, and make it a uh, a big win for them. Let's start first with stories of the game. What's the story of the game, Nick? I think the story of the game is that, and I this is what I wrote, so I think that Dak has a, a new team around him that he's not used to, and I think he had to play that way. This is the first time that he's able to play with a defense that will carry them when, when they're not very good. And so uh, I thought he stayed the course, did a good job. Kept it rolling until it was time, to, you know, to to score some points there at the end. Not all games are going to be that way, but I thought that once again this defense carried him along, and he didn't make the mistakes. He didn't make mistakes and just allowed the game to flow to him. And I think this is going to be the recipe for this team moving forward until they get better on offense, which probably won't be, you know, this year. So I thought it was it was a good win for for him and and good win you know to get back into it but the defense just carried him through. Amber. Um I mean Dak seems pretty healthy. Uh, it didn't seem like the thumb was an issue at all. He said it after the press conference that it didn't bother him or hurt him in any way. It wasn't even something that came into thought while playing. So it was just good. I know he didn't have a, a good first half of the game and typically Dak tends to for it to be that way like he always shows up in the second half of games and he did just that I was I like the way that he was able to adjust some things the play calling kind of changed a little bit as well so I'm just looking forward to what this team is actually gonna look like in the next weeks next week after they get through the bye and all that when they come back just the second half of the year of the season I mean I'm I'm excited to see what the team just overall looks like with him back in the mix and them scoring touchdowns. So that's something we're not been used to seeing throughout this year so far is just those touchdowns. So we were able to at least get two with Zeke running the ball. Yeah, he didn't get to really practice all that much. They didn't practice at all. Mike McCarthy's big thing is about trying to keep his team as healthy as possible. And so they really didn't have any real practices. You know, they get out and throw the ball around against air like Mike was was talking about. But, you know, when they were coming off the, the Sunday night game, Monday they didn't do anything, helmets and T-shirts all week. The fir- first real f- first real action he had was actually really playing in that game where things were flying around and all that. So I thought he was a little bit, you know, trying to maybe do a little bit too much early on some things. But overall, though, they scored that touchdown before half. You know, that's a different game. That's a second – they come out in the second half – you know, they get the turnover. And, and now you see what happens when this football team, when defensively teams have to throw the ball. When teams have to throw the ball, they can get after them. And they've got some players that play with some great 
determination and will. You look at what Micah Parsons did to chase that tight end down on that screen and knock that, you know, knock him out of bounds there or knee down there at the one. And then the very next play, the effort of Lawrence, you're going to win a lot of games playing with guys like that. And despite of what the offense might do, I mean, I think Dak was 10 of 11 in the second half throwing the ball. You know, I mean, it's, it's, they're going to have some busts up front. They're not always going to get open on the outside. You know, things are going to happen to them offensively to kind of stop them along the way. But this defense is really your calling card right now and the way that they're playing the effort. But man, if they get people in the situation where they have to throw the ball, their pass rush is really, really good. They turn over, they get people to turn the ball over, and you know that's going to be the recipe for them. And they're good enough on special teams. The kicker, the punt returner, whenever they get those opportunities, they're going to do good things. So it's a shame that they had a big punt return and didn't get any points out of that. But uh, hopefully that's something that they can continue to kind of work on here in the future. You mentioned those two plays there. Uh, I guess it was in the third quarter or maybe in the fourth quarter uh, where you had the uh, the Michael Parsons run down, right? Yeah. Tackle him there, and uh, and then obviously the subsequent play, um, uh, sorry, the, the next play uh, where they were able to uh, create the turnover. What do you guys think of that play when Wright got taken down? Do you think he was in the end zone? Or? Knee was down. Knee was down. Now the, the the end zone copy shows knee down is what it is, and and I think Calvin Watkins actually tr- tweeted a picture this morning of a, a close up, maybe the pylon cam where knee was down before he was able to reach out there. I would have reviewed it. I mean, yeah. if I was Dan Campbell, I would have thrown the flag there because they uh, they definitely missed the spot. I think he I think he would have won the challenge. Honestly, I think I think if you challenge the spot, you don't challenge the touchdown. You challenge the spot. I think he oh. would have won the challenge. So you're saying it may not have been a touchdown, but the spot would have been different. Yeah, and then where he got hit in the backfield. You know, maybe maybe he's already in the end zone at that point because that spot was ridiculous for where the ball actually because it was really really close for being yeah. a touchdown. So I think if you you have to word it that way because if you say, "Hey, I'm challenging," I think he scored. No, he didn't score. You lose the challenge. But if you challenge, throw it and say your spot is off big time. Like we should be nosed up on the line there. I think they would move it. I think he wins the challenge and mm-hmm. then. Yeah, it's good take. I never thought about it from that standpoint. Yeah. I thought yeah. about you have to word it though way that yeah. way. I, yeah. I remember Chan Gailey one time yeah. that happened to to them on a spot thing. You have to say that to the to the official. So they know what you have to tell for. them what you want them to look yeah. for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, it's just just back to back plays. You know, for you know for him, I mean Parsons is five yards. That's I mean he's up the field play. and he's and literally. You know, the catch is made, and now he's five yards, seven, maybe six yards behind, and he just goes flying through the defense to, to run, uh, run the tight end down and to make that play. And then the very next play, Tank does like he's, he, it's like he's pinballing off guys. You know, he's swimming through tight ends blocks and stuff like that. And his elbow knocks the ball loose, and and then happen, you know, the you know, bars just waiting for it right there. They're all playing scheme. How many times have we seen ball out? It ends up in the end zone, and the lineman falls on her or something like that. I mean, everybody was where they needed to be to make that play, and that's why you keep playing. I mean, Micah Parsons just showed you it might be one of the best plays he's ever made. You can talk about sacks mm-hmm. and things that he's done in his short career with the Dallas Cowboys. 
that might be when they when they send him to Canton. That might be the play that they show of him and and how he 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 saved he saved you a touchdown. Yeah. He saved you a touchdown right there. We talked about it last week. Uh, I think Mike McCarthy mentioned in his press conference that Dan Quinn had uh, some self scouting type meeting with. Micah Parsons and Micah talked about it after the game yesterday. He was talking about how he said, you know, one thing that DQ told him was using your speed to make plays out down the field. That's your superpower. If you're not doing that, you're not using your superpower. That's how he put it. And that play was exactly that. Yeah. It was you saw him literally run by Van Der Esch because Van Der Esch yeah. was closer to the play than yeah. he was. They were all he lined ran, up. Yeah, he, he just yeah. literally just ran by him. Yeah. Van Der Esch was in. getting blocked pretty good. Yeah, yeah but I'm like saying like, I had him. At, at one yeah. point he was running and yeah. and you saw him just kind of go past him. And the point was like Micah just has this rare ability of size, speed, all the things that you kind of put together mm-hmm. in a player. And he can do some remarkable things if he's willing to do those things. And and another thing about that too that he has is at that point in the game he has zero sacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he had zero sacks until the very last drive of the game. Yeah. Um, that pisses him off. Like he plays piss. And we talked about this last week. I think he when he's frustrated, he's out of his game. Right. When he's pissed, watch out. Yeah. That's he's an angry lion. Yeah. At that point, Penny Sewell, did, like that. Penny Sewell did a nice job blocking him yesterday. Yeah. The, 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 he's a very talented tackle from Oregon. He was yeah. very highly touted, maybe one of the best tackles in the draft. He's going to be a good one for a long time. I know he struggled with some injuries and stuff, but he did a, he did a really good job in that football game. That wasn't like you know, Micah can take advantage of some of some blockers, but you know you get those guys that they're kind of evenly matched there. That's that's kind of a one on one thing, right? Was there. that Barr's best game, or or up there? I think there was some times there was when you watched him play. He Barr to me is a 50-50 player. Yeah. It, it, there's times where he gets the, the ball went, they went on a crossing route and Hawkinson caught a ball in the flat that was a waggle and it, it's Barr's guy and he just he's like staring at the quarterback with the tight end going by him and that's his guy and yeah. it just and it's a big play. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things you look up but his there was a couple of tackles that he was able to make. I just feel like that there's there's times where he doesn't react. He, they used him as a blitzer in this game a little bit yeah. yesterday, and it, it just it wasn't what we've seen yeah. from him from a guy that's had a, a pretty good career doing that. You know who else is a fifty fifty player, and it was probably skipping around your offensive line, but Terrence Steele, <laughs> like he had some issues in the passing. You know, like you said, pass block. I mean, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, but man, run blocking. I mean, he just walls off the him and he's Zach. really good athlete with that. Him when they when they block that drive, when, yeah. When him and when Martin and and Steele get together like that, they can really run block. the The first thing was Steele's played really well in, as a pass blocker since the first week. But you know, on that first sack that they gave up, mm-hmm. if not Tyler Smith, it was going to be Terrence Steele's guy. What's the difference? You know, what's like. What's really the difference there? Because in my mind, I just feel like sometimes, like, blocking for a run game, like a run play, seems harder than having to block for a passing play. The way that they block, it's really convenient for him or or it lends to his skill set because it's movement. It's being an athlete. It's, you know, when he has to pass block, it's about power and kind of holding on, you know, and being in position. 
when he run blocks, he's got a good feel for how to work with Martin next to him and then get off on the next guy or wheel himself to get to make the defender have to run over him to get to the football. So he plays with much better position as a run blocker because of how he moves as opposed to how he pass blocks. He's still not a bad pass blocker, but you see the things when they get the when they get the shoulder on him sometimes, he can't get over and stop somebody from just running up the field. And think about it like this too, Amber. When you're when you're pass blocking, you're having to react to yeah. the other guy. So yeah. you're you're taking your, your steps and then literally you're like, okay, what is he gonna do? Is he going to come at me with power? Yeah. Is he going to use a move? Is he going to spin? Mm-hmm. Like you're having to react. When it's run, it's like, okay, I know where I need to move this guy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get engaged with him, and I'm trying to move him. So you can be a, you can be on the offensive because you now know exactly what you're trying to do rather than having to react to what he's doing. That's why I think it's harder a lot of times for – and I think offensive linemen, personally, you listen to them talk – a lot of them, I think, prefer run blocking because yeah. they can go on the offensive. They can say, they can dictate to the other person, I don't care what you're trying to do. I know what I'm trying to do, and I'm going to move you from point A to point B, as opposed to I have to just kind of figure out what you're doing and then react mm-hmm. to that. So I think that's Makes why sense. run blocking yeah, is yeah. A, little, a little easier. All right, um, let's talk about, about Dak Prescott. Um, yesterday, it's interesting because if you watch the game, there's probably more reason for you to be concerned than if you just look at his stat line. His stat line yesterday, 19 of 25, that's a 76% completion rate, really good. Uh, 207 yards, one touchdowns, no turnovers, a 113.2 rating. You look at that and you say, he did his job. He did a really good job yesterday. But you watch the game and there were moments where, ooh, wow, why'd he throw it into that? Oh, man, he threw it into some coverage there. He got, got away with one. What did you guys think as you put all that together? What did you think of his performance yesterday? You know, I thought he was he was okay. I mean, it was it was okay um, early on. He just he had to, like like Brian said. I mean, obviously you're going to be rusty because he you know he didn't even get to get the flow back into of the week. Um, but yeah, he did some things that we saw in that Tampa game too, where he's throwing it in there when you don't really need to. One time he got away with it. He threw a pass and, and CD made a really nice catch on there, um, but. You know, it, I, I think he's still having to learn how this this team works. Like, you don't have to do everything. Two or three years ago, he had to do everything. He, the offense had to do everything. You don't have to do that right now. So I think he's going to continue to get better and better. I think they'll finish off a couple drives, and, and this is a recipe for a team that, that can have success. I mean, like, you look at this schedule, and you're going to be able to really to win some games and, 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 and maybe blow them out. But he's just got to, you know, keep it going and don't f it up. Like that's 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 yeah. that's the model right now, and I, I, he's not used to that. But that's what it is. Just don't me- mess it up. Just keep playing. Punt. You saw. I'm sorry, but you saw that field goal. I think that you see. Usually they would have gone for it down yeah. there, but they're like, you know what? Take the points. Take the yeah, points. Just, just keep yeah, this I, thing I going. I thought Mike McCarthy was great there. Right, I really and I was fine with that too because just just points, 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 points. It'll add up because this team's not giving up much. Yeah, there were, you know, with Dak and I, I you got to remember, and I mentioned it last week too, he didn't have a preseason. He just played one game all season. So keeping that in mind, okay, you got to expect that now he had been out, what, was it a total of six weeks? Yeah, well, so? it was five, five, five weeks. weeks. Five, five weeks, weeks out. out. The point is he hasn't been out there. So, of course, you're going to get some 
rust. He's going to be rusty, and he has to go out there, get the feel. I thought he did a really good job in the second half of the game. But there were moments that I also thought he he had some risky throws in there. There were times where you look at Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, they had two or even three defenders at times, and he's throwing the ball that could have easily been intercepted. I mean, that was those were not even 50-50 balls. So moments like that, that it could have been bad, it wasn't even – those weren't even catches. But just like Nick said, just – Play it safe. Get back in the groove. I thought even I think it was in the second half where he they were in the red zone and he kind of took off on his feet. It, mm-hmm. He didn't gain much, but just seeing him doing that yeah. gives me the belief that okay, he has his feet where he he feels comfortable. That is something that he hasn't lost. We most I'm thinking we're gonna see more of that as the season goes, and he just. I think I think he did a nice job taking into consideration everything that has happened till this point. He got fooled on that pass and almost got intercepted. He, he did the one he got, into triple coverage. Yeah, the yeah. one Kirby Joseph, the safety. They're playing a single high look with that safety in the middle of the field, and then and, and Joseph just they rotate him and he goes straight back into two. And I think he thought he had a shot. I think he it, when it when he when he saw the initial read, he's thinking single high. I can fit it. I got Lamb. It's going to run the route, and all of a sudden that that safety Joseph that was down went back, and he and it's like and next thing you know now it's a little bit of a uh oh wait a minute that guy's not where I thought he was going to be. Yeah. So that particular time I, I felt like that like yeah, you know sometimes quarterbacks get fooled. Sometimes they see something, they think, okay, single high, I could fit it on the hash right there before that safety gets over. But then you got the drop safety that kind of gave them a little bit of a problem there. The first pass of the game, man, that was one of those times where you're th- he, he even said he felt like that he was going to run, and then he just kind of just really didn't make a great throw. I mean, yeah. it—, it you know, it's one of those things where he could have led. He could have just took the ball and fired it to Noah Brown in it, and just carried Noah Brown to the sidelines, and it would have been a completion, much like what the Lions did in their first play yeah. of the game. Mm-hmm. Same kind of throw out front. You know, it's a big play up the sidelines. So he got it, got caught in no man's land there. Just fired the ball to the outside. There was there was a, a play that they got sacked on on the third and two, where he was in a situation where. They had no. They had. They ran CD from the slot on the out, and then Noah Brown curled behind him. He's looking at Noah Brown the whole time. Or he, I think the first read was to, to Lamb Brown, and then he tries to come back inside. So you can't, bro. You got to just. You see. You see where that's going to happen. There's there's space there. There's three lines. There's space to throw the ball in the third and two. So when he's bad. It's usually because he's not reading it the right way. Yeah, that's when Dak struggles. When it's like, okay, I think I could throw this ball. He even said, "Oh, my thumb was feeling good, and I thought I could throw it all the way down the field." And you're like, okay, cool, great. Just don't throw an interception. <laughs> but when Dak is not at his absolute best, is when he doesn't see it cleanly. And that third and two, he could have fired the ball to Noah Brown. And it's going to be a first down. And you keep it going. Instead, he gets yeah. sacked. You know, I mean, steel steel gets knocked back. They have problems and all that. You know, so yeah, he had three different reads, but he he 
didn't get the right. He 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 went from the first read and said, "Okay, that's not going to work." Second read, boom, just fire the ball because the Lions were all around to where it was. There was nothing keeping him, but but they, he got a flash because they got a flash off the edge because of, of what happened with Steele. So I think when Dak's bad, it's reading. That's the thing I think that that, that he the most problems and, he and, has. and also a feel too like you can't take a sack right there yeah you're at, you're in field goal range you, you know you, you points you, you need them and that, that that was one of those where you know you just can't you have to get rid of the football yeah. quicker than that because yeah, yeah. of sack I mean they would have kicked a field goal I think now I'm not sure he would have made it but you know he's been good enough where where you you, you do kick it there he still could have kicked the field goal. You know, at that point, like it was going to be a sixty-yarder. He still could have done it, but yeah. you know, you don't. Why you give don't, them the ball? You don't there. do that. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, yeah, that's where he misses is those high fifties. Punt it, keep it down there. That's a negative quarterback play that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Is what that is because yeah. that I just, that he just can't take that sack. I think there's things that when you play, you know, and he's a seven-year vet. I just think if you go back and look at all of Dak's really bad plays mm-hmm. in his career, you would go, what was he looking at? What was he looking at? And but there was plenty of times where he saw the right things. He saw development, the routes that he hit with uh, with Schultz, the spot routes and stuff like that. He threw some good balls, no question. It's when he tries those, you only live once type of throws and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You're kind of thinking, man, did he not see that safety? Did he yeah. not see that guy? Did he not see that curl? Where he could have thrown the ball, and then he tries to come back. It's, I think, those are the things that kind of get Dak in a little bit of trouble. All right, we're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the rest of the offensive line. This running game continues to perform well. We'll do that when we come right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to the break. This Wednesday at the Star in Frisco, you'll see Sounds of the Star, new monthly concert series featuring the spectacular Southern Soul Band, Prophets and Outlaws. The concert kicks off 7 p.m. is free and open to the public. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. At the Star, we're talking about the Cowboys' big win over the D- Detroit Lions, 24-6. to uh, This segment brought to you by Blockchain.com. Let's talk about Zeke and, and Tony Pollard. Zeke <laughs> carries the ball 15 times for 57 yards, 3.8 average, two touchdowns. Tony Pollard also carries it for 12, y- 12 times for 83 yards, 6.9 average. Uh, he also adds two receptions for 26 yards. Talk to me about the uh, the the running backs and how they're using them from the standpoint of the the mix between the two. That looks perfect. That's what they want, right? I know running backs coach Skip Pete. That's exactly what he wants, right there. Is is really close. 15 carries for Zeke, doing a lot of the dirty work. I thought honestly, I thought down there in the goal line that uh, they they. I don't think they use Zeke enough, actually, on third and one, and 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 even some down in the goal line. They they kept it with Pollard a little bit there. There's a couple times where I thought they could have gone more with Zeke, but you know, it's that was a thunder and lightning type approach right there. You see, a really good breakaway runs by Pollard, Zeke doing a lot of the the stuff around the goal line. You know, I think Pollard probably could have scored that last touchdown, but you know. Dak's not going to come back and not throw a touchdown yeah. here. So real quick, I will I will mention you mentioned the goal line. One of the things they're doing down on the goal line, I thought was interesting, oh. is they're using that twenty three yeah. personnel. Yeah, and they'll actually line up uh, Pollard on the wing yeah. and then bring him in motion. So what it does, it forces the defense to go wide. Yeah. They have to respect mm-hmm. the fact that he has the speed, and if they turn around and hand it to him, he has to, he's going to go around that corner. A lot of plays that, that coming open, from that. that yeah. Exactly. That opens we'll up some, some stuff up the middle. So I think that was something that was really interesting they did yesterday. Yeah, they got a back that's uh, carrying the ball 27 times for 142 yards at 5.2 yards an average. That's what they're doing right yeah. now. Yeah. They got one back that's really, really physical and one back that's really, really fast, and they're playing them the same way. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. Without just, giving a guy. Just look at these guys as the same guy. Yeah. Don't look him at don't One look guy. don't look at it as as Ladanian Tomlinson or or Emmett Smith. Look at him as one guy, two bodies. Mm-hmm. So you, you tell me, you, you, I'll take 27 carries. I'll take 142 yards. I'll take a 5.2 yard per average per carry. Just it doesn't guy. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter who gets the carry. Just give me the combination of those two guys. Very similar. One's powerful. One's really quick. You know, just give me that guy. And the best part about that is, is on Monday, you don't have a guy that's had 27 carries. Right. You don't have that. Even though you're getting that production, you don't have the guy that's the wear and tear that needs something else because he had 27 carries. So that's even better if you can figure that out. I'll say this, though, on the third and one runs, I think they were trying, I said this on the radio on the post game, I think they're trying to break some tendencies here. Mm -hmm. I think they're, I think because when you get Zeke and Pollard in the backfield and I formation stuff, like 100% of the time, it was it was Zeke carry, Zeke carry, Zeke carry, Zeke carry. They, what they did was they said, all right, 
We're going to fake the Zeke carry and go for the flip. The, the Lions played it really, really well on the outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Okuda, I mean, he, he, he played like a down linebacker, kind of like what Curse and those guys play. Several times he was the unblocked guy, and that's why he ended up with 15 tackles. But they did a great job. It, I think they really were trying to break a tendency there with their inside runs, inside runs, inside runs on third down. They said, let's see if we could catch him playing like a crash defense and flip the ball and get him to the edge. Lions just guessed right with you. Yep. I absolutely love how they ran the ball with the two of them. I think this was exactly the type of game that – you know, when you keep asking about, oh, more Tony Pollard, more Tony Pollard, this is the exact, like the perfect combination that you can get from both players. They were exactly like doing what they're best at. You get Zeke doing the heavy work, dirty work, going there and just smashing it and going through and getting in the extra yards. And then you get Zeke, I mean, Tony Pollard just. Like Brian said, the speed, getting out, those dynamic plays. So the combination of the two of them was really, really great to see. And I was gonna, I was gonna make a point, and I completely got thrown off with something that you were saying, Brian. And now I can't remember. But um, oh my god, I'll circle back when All I right. remember. Uh, but even and Dak mentioned this uh, after the game. He was talking about the time that he spent just watching from the sideline, how much he realizes because it's a, a thing you see it on the film and all that. But it's another when you're seeing the game live, watching from the sideline, realizing what you actually got on your team and trusting that, trusting the defense that you have, understanding that hey, a running game is running is working pretty good right now. They keep improving week after week. The running game just keeps getting better and better. So, and then seeing Zeke jumping, doing the yeah. the hurdle, I mean, that's freaking amazing. That's 2016 Zeke. I've so seen that's in Chicago. And, yeah. he, he looks great. There was a big scare when he got hit and mm-hmm. you thought he was out. I don't think there was any reports after that. I mean, he stayed in the game, played. Yeah, he said he said he had a contusion, but he was like, I haven't even gotten a check. That's what he said after the game. He said, I haven't got a check. I'll get a check. I thought it was off. more of a thigh bruise than it was anything. Yeah. Didn't, I, I didn't think it was his knee. I thought he got hit on the thigh, and that's what kind of like jolted him a little bit. But no, Hopefully you're, nothing that pops no, up no. Like, later yeah. no, no. No, week, no, but yeah, like he's got a ripped ACL, and he's just oh my, the, the thing. About, no, he played <laughs> no, through that whole thing. I mean, well, last I mean, year, fact, I mean, yeah, I was about to say he's, I, a, he's asked, a tough guy. I, so. I asked the trainers last yeah. year about that. I'm like, well, what? You know, oh no, he's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah. He, and then after the season, oh man, I had a ripped. You know, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, wait. You were, <laughs> no, Zeke's a tough guy. See, he does not miss games. But if that's he to. but that's the thing about with it, there's there's no fall off with these backs there's if if Zeke was struggling where I mean last year you could argue that Pollard was averaging like two and a two and a half yards more a carry and you saw it and you're like going just play this one play mm-hmm. play this one but now it's like you know when you, you the, the people that like oh no Pollard needs more pop well why Zeke's running the ball just as well mm-hmm. last week against Philadelphia who ran the ball better Zeke ran the ball better so, you know, just if you could tell me every week I'm going to get 27 carries and 142 yards rushing, 
just give me that. Whatever whatever combination that seems to work or that is, that's what you need for the Dallas Cowboys. The, the one thing that Pollard obviously is doing better than Zeke is in the passing game is, yeah. is you know, I don't think Zeke has really made a big play yet no. at all. And Pollard's catch coming out of the end zone, that was big Crazy. Play. Oh, yeah. Big play, good call. Yeah. Hey, that was a gut. I don't call. think, <laughs> you know <laughs> what's funny? If you, when you get to the all 22 on that, I don't think Pollard. I don't think Pollard knew where the ball was. I think Pollard just stuck his hands up, and the ball happened because he doesn't have his head back looking for the ball. Yeah. I mean, literally, the defender dives, and he's got his head kind of not even looking, and he puts his hands up, and the ball goes right in his hands, and then he catches it, and then he goes up the field. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was like it was almost like he was surprised yeah. that he caught it. From our angle, I was I could have sworn picked. it was an interception. I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, wait, he's running. Yeah. I, I, it literally yeah. looked like an interception. Wait till you see the end zone yeah. copy. I, that it's crazy. I heard the, the crowd in there. And, oh, and it, yeah. And it, and we give us some some props out here too. We didn't talk about this yesterday. yesterday? The Lions fans. Yeah. They brought it yesterday. I knew this. Was I was gonna, really yeah. surprised yeah. by how many fans were there. This is a one in four team. They they sucked last year. They're not much better this They've year. Sucked forever. Like, True. That's who the Lions have been. Let's yeah. be honest. I mean, I got yeah. I got friends who are Lions fans. Which I, I when I was when he told me, they I was like, forever. I was right. like, yeah, they are Lions fans, but they got Lions yeah. fans and they stuck through it and they're with their and team Brian, no matter. Brian what. Brian said it. You remember you said they're going to come in here, they're going to play hard, they'll figure out a way to lose it. Yeah, and they did. You know, they figured out a way to fumble in the one and. All that stuff, um, but but yeah, I mean, but yeah, they brought some fans. But I'll say this: get ready next week too. Oh, next week's gonna oh, be a yeah. bunch. It's gonna be very yes. orangey. That's the thing about very, it. Very much, we yeah. do our we do our uh, pregame show out in the plaza, yeah. in the Moonlight Ooh. Plaza, and you saw a lot of Honolulu blue. Yeah, you saw a lot of Honolulu. You blue. will see a lot of Bears fans. A lot of Last time they came here, it was a ton of them. Yeah, yeah. so it's a lot of Bears fans. Right help out them. There. Yeah, I mean, huh? I'm not gonna help them. Play Probably game, not. I you mean, know. play tonight. We'll see. <laughs> Short week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take our final break. When we come back, I want to talk about third downs because this team is they're still having some I issues some on third downs. Uh, let's get to that. When we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com. Right. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field: United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. 
and home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back to the break. Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, October 29th to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Get ready to cheer on the Cowboys with tours of AT&T Stadium, ticket giveaways, games, inflatables, and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for tickets and more info. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk third downs. Cowboys were 3 of 9 yesterday on third downs, 33%. The good side is they also held... Uh, their opponent to three of nine on third downs, and there was a point. It was into the second half before uh, before uh, the Lions had even converted to third down. So the Cowboys defense was doing their job. Yeah, you expect more of the Cowboys offense. And I broke down their third downs. Check out these numbers. <laughs> they ran to the right side three times on third down. All three of them didn't get converted. Um, they they tried to pass the ball four times on third downs. Only one of those was converted, and two times they ended up with sacks. Here was the most interesting thing. Of the nine third downs, seven of them came on third and shorts. I'm talking two yards or less, and they couldn't come up with a better uh, uh, conversion percentage than 33%. What is the problem on third downs? Or what was the problem yesterday on third downs? They they struggle with sustain of blocks. And I was going through all of them. The first third and one you had, Dalton Schultz, he could not keep his guy from making the play. That that's that was, that was very very clear there, and and he's had a problem with that. They had a they I, I went back. They had uh, the third and two was one we just talked about where Dak didn't read it clean, mm-hmm. uh, but the previous play to that was a second and one, and they lost a yard on the second and one. Mm-hmm. Noah Brown, McGovern, Smith all missed their blocks. So now it's third and two. Instead of they try to get the first down on second down, but they lose a yard. So now it's a third and two. And then that leads to the sack on the next play. Uh, they had another third and one where, uh, where they had three players. The Lions had three players on the, on the field that didn't get fooled at all on the play. The linebacker, the safety, and the defensive end. That was the flip. Yeah, that they tried the to right run on, on third and one, mm-hmm. so and got no yards. Yeah, they they've struggled. Yeah, they have struggled. They have they have they've struggled. In this game yesterday, they really struggled. A, not sustaining blocks, and B, not fooling anybody. If they tried to get a little cute, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes being cute it works, and other times it doesn't. 
but uh, in this game, it uh, it kind of it kind of held them up a little bit. You know, they they put Turpin in the game. We've been asking for that, and they gave mm-hmm. him the ball in the round, which is which is fine. I mean, he got it was three, a poorly blocked play. Yeah, poorly blocked. <laughs> he got three yards. Fine. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is use that, use yeah. it again, put him out yeah. there, and then fake it to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, just keep it keep it rolling out the way. I mean, put a play on tape like that so you can play off of it. I thought. You know, I mean, has he not proven in the open field he can kind of do some things? Sure. I mean, like this well, guy, he every every play, every game, he is making a play on special teams that gets them in great field position at least once. It's amazing. I I wonder this. I wonder about if they should maybe change the kickoff return part, like you know how far he can go back with it. But the problem is, is you get the ball to twenty five yep. if yeah. you just let it go. And it's not him. I think he could get to the 20 to 25. I just don't trust one of these young tight end running back, somebody to block in the back and put you first and 10 on the 10. And I don't want him taking extra hits if he doesn't need to. If he's only getting back to the 25, it's not worth the extra hit on him. He's already a slight guy. I want to limit his his hits yeah. or the exposure to hits as much as possible. I'd rather be on plays when I think he can take it to the house or get me to the 40-50 or the other side. We'll have some, there we'll have some cold weather games where it'll happen. They'll, they'll, they'll kick it shorter yeah. or whatever, and yeah. he'll, he'll go sure. help to make a play. You know, um, before the show, Derek, you, you asked me, what are you going <laughs> to talk about today or be mad about today? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not mad. I'm not that mad. But now that we're talking about third downs, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Here we there go. is something um, is starting to piss me off. <laughs> and it's forget about third down because, okay, no, don't forget about it. It's clearly a problem. But what is happening before third downs? Like for us to get to that point, you look at the whole – since the moment they get the ball, the offense goes in there, and I'm tired of this happening. I'm there with my laptop, and I've mentioned this on the show for sure before, and this is something that is not, oh, Dak Prescott. It was happening with Cooper Rush as well. So it's just the play calling or something that they're doing that is not working because how many times do we watch the offense go in and then go right back out? It's like three nothing, three, yeah. a bunch of three and outs. Yeah. And it's just not like a one-time thing. It just happens over and over. And I think that last uh, yesterday it happened a bunch of times. I didn't keep track. But even in that first half, it just kept happening over and over. And I'm like, oh, damn, they're already back out. Like nothing happened there. So I guess how do you even – how do you extend the place? Because, okay, clearly third downs, issues. But then – how do you keep your defense off the field so much? How do you extend the plays that you're creating with your offense? Because, and I, I guess that it, to me, the way I see it, Brian, and I don't know what you guys see, but I mean, it comes down, I would say, to the play call and your, the play strategy that I, you're coming That's up with. part of it. But I also think that in a win like this, you kind of, you know, you kind of gloss over in a, in a fight, you won five out of six, you're kind of glossing over some of the issues. But this team, in my opinion, has a real problem at wide receiver. They don't have any wide receivers that can go make plays that you're really scared of. I like CD. He had a good game. But CD doesn't dominate the game. He doesn't. And they're going to have a tough decision to make when it comes re-signing him and all that because he's not that guy that's just killing teams. Noah Brown, Michael Gallup, good players and all that. But they don't have a dude at receiver and I think it's a problem. I think I think you kind of grind out some yards here and there. But when you get to it, you're like, I'm going to him. 
I don't think it's it's there. Do you think Amari Cooper was that guy? I think the combination of having CD and Amari Cooper and Gallup and all that, and yes, Cooper was just enough of that guy where he could do it, and then he had and it kind of worked. But yeah, because he was a great route runner, I think he was close to that guy. He needs help a little bit around him, but I think yeah, I think it kind of worked together. But but when you take him away, you basically replaced him with Noah Brown. And now you don't. I just don't think you've got got. I, I, you know what? I would have probably several weeks ago. I'd have disagreed with you, but I'm coming around to what you're saying because you you look at the one guy that we talked about that could benefit from Dak coming back, and maybe it'll happen against the Bears or you know off week Packers, whatever you know. But Michael Gallup, you know, he had two targets yesterday, yeah. no catches, and you're and so I started watching. Are they winning off the line? Yeah. Are they cool. are they getting open? Is it the is it the is it the play calling where you know Cooper? I think you got to give Kellen more credit for at least like winning these games with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you could just completely say the defense, but you had to score. You have to score to win these games somehow, some way. You have to score. But I'm starting to come around to your thought about the wide receivers because I don't I don't see that. I don't see that dynamic player. And and I saw a dynamic player in college with CeeDee Lamb, how they used him at Oklahoma mm-hmm. and how he was all over and making plays and all that. I, I haven't I haven't seen that. And I don't know if it's creativity or it's to me, it's there's times where they don't win off the line. I mean, Philadelphia ate him up in that game last mm-hmm. week. They couldn't get away from anybody. This game a little bit better, you know, getting open, but not nearly enough, not to the point where it's just an easy throw, easy throw, easy throw, and, and all that. So I, I don't know. I, I To me, I say I don't know. I know that what I see that I'm starting not to like. Yeah. That's I, that's a problem. Because there's going to be – as good as your defense is, you're going to have to score some points. Mm-hmm. You know, you I mean, this defense is finding a way every week to to, you know, get this offense back the ball and do some things. But – I think you know when they sit down and self scout at the buy, that's when and that's the week of the trade deadline too. I mean, maybe this is something that they need to really, really, really think about going in, going yeah. forward. I honestly, and I, I, I know what you, I hear what you're saying, Brian, and and I agree with you, Nick. I, but I don't know that it is a personnel issue. I I tend to wonder, and I don't know if this is true, but I tend to wonder if it's just that you don't you're going to have to say C.D. Lamb has some really unique skills. How do I, as an offensive coordinator, find ways to get him into yeah. really great situations where he's getting the ball and being able to do something with those really great skills? Like you said, Brian, yeah. I watched this guy do that in college. I watched him do it every Saturday in college. Yeah. Like He can do it. It's just a matter of are you doing the things that are necessary. Cooper Cup, to me, is a really, really, really great wide receiver. I think he becomes a great wide receiver because that offensive staff yeah. knows how to get him into some really unique situations where they can use his skill where he can use his skills to make big plays. I don't know they're doing that enough with with Seattle. That's that that's the that's the issue right now because you know on the defensive side of the ball, Dan Quinn is going to take somebody that you know, he's going to play to the strengths of whoever his defenders are. And you wonder is is this offensive staff really playing to the strengths of the players you have? You know, and I and to your point, I, I think you're I think you're right about that. But I also want and maybe if if Nick, you go out and you get a wide receiver, they might not use him the right way either. Right. 
No. You know, you I mean, be, yeah. but I, I will give them credit for winning football games with a backup quarterback. This thing could have gone completely off yeah. the rails. And I kind of feel like that that coordinator, whether the head coach went up to him and said, listen, bro, we're going to run the football and we're not going to turn it over and we're going to punt it and we're going to make we're going to get the ball back at midfield and then we can drive it, you know, do things like that. But I, I wonder, I mean, I wonder if it is a personnel thing, maybe. And I, but I also wonder, you know, is can this, these these coaches use their offensive guys in the right way? What what is you know the thing about CD and again, I really, or a weapon. I really weapon. like CD. I, I like him a lot. He told a story in the locker room the other day about some of the stuff he's gone through in his life and and some of the off field stuff. I mean, easy guy to root for. Um, I'll say this though on the field though, when you look at let's say Madden rating type stuff, all different attributes. Like, what is he a ninety nine at? You know that that's what's going to be tough is like making these guys special. He's not super fast. His hands are questionable at times. At times, his route running isn't like super crisp. Playmaking on the ball, we saw it in Oxnard. We haven't seen it all the time. Good catch the other uh, yesterday. We saw it more good earlier catch. in his career too. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't really seen that right. a lot. In so playmaking, he's pretty good. Might Speed, be the hip. Speed's good. Hands are, you know, okay at times. Route running, okay. I mean, like, like so, like, what is it? I'll like, tell you what, what he was in it? college. What the thing that stood out to me was he was a guy that was slippery. It was, he was hard explosive. to get him down. It was hard to get him down. Yeah. Like, he got the ball in his hands, and he's making guys miss all around the field. And I don't know if they're getting him enough situations where he's cleanly catching the ball and has an opportunity to show some of that stuff. Like, he's not a guy that's going to get a lot of separation. So unless you're creating separation for him by scheming it that way, then he's going to have somebody right on him, and you're going to trust the fact that he can make that tough catch and then probably get tackled. You're just having those nightmares of that Cotton Bowl where he just ripped Texas. Yes, all the- yes, yes. <laughs> he did it to I've a lot of it. teams, too. And like what, he- that's what you, Bill Parcells used to say, right? If you've seen it, you know they can do it, right? Yeah, and I've true. seen him do it. I know he can do it. That's I just true. don't know if they're putting him in the right situations. Yeah. I, now, I, what is the right situation for him? I, they they got to figure out how to scheme him open. Get him to, into situations where he's getting the ball on the run and then can make some plays well, with it. Well, they schemed him I mean, open in New York. <laughs> the perfect pass. No, no. Yeah, yeah. True. True. <laughs> no, but uh, to his credit, he came back in a Micah Parsons type of way in that rest of that game where he was it, yeah. like, I'm going to yeah. just run people over. I'm going to take over this game. So yeah. maybe you need to piss him off a little bit. Piss them all off, I guess. That's, that's, that's the moral of the story. <laughs> Five right. and two. Keep winning. We appreciate you guys, Joe. We'll be back tomorrow. Get a big picture look. We'll get some questions. It'll be fan Tuesday. We'll get some questions from you guys. Answer those. Till then for Nick Even, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?